Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful, spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. How to make sure you get asked out on a second, third, and fourth date. Now listen, ladies, do you ever struggle to get to the next date? And you're curious why he didn't ask you out again when it seemed like it went so well. Tune in on how to get asked out again and again and again and stop lone wolfing it or settling for just first dates. so excited to be with you tonight to talk about how to make sure you get another date. So have you ever been on a date and you thought, amazing, this is going really well, I really like this guy, and then crickets afterward. And that creates a lot of anguish and anxiety. We might spend days or even weeks kind of mulling that over in our mind. So I want to share with you tonight how to avoid having that happen in the future and how to reclaim your power when it comes to dating and also your sense of trust. So have you ever had the experience where you found yourself disconnected um, from yourself after a date, like either thinking about the past or planning already your wedding or planning the future? If you've ever felt disconnected from yourself after a date, um, go ahead and put like a thumbs up in the chat bar or just let us know that, that that's something that you've experienced. I know for many of my clients and also for myself, a lot of times after a date, there's this giddy excitement coupled with like nervousness or anxiety or sometimes even just deep fear that we won't get a chance to go out with that person again or that we might have done something wrong and we start to just way overanalyze ourselves and the situation. So if you're wanting to get more second, third, fourth dates, you need to make some massive shifts. And the first one that you need to make is to actually put your focus back on yourself and not on him. And what I mean by that is if you're worried about like, what did he think of me? And um, what's he doing right now? And why hasn't he called me? And, you know, what, what was, um, you know, what was his, how do I want to say this? <laughs> what was his, um, like intention? Did he want to see me again? Maybe he just thought this was going to be casual. Like we can go into a tailspin thinking about the man, thinking about the other person. And so the first massive shift that I want you to make is to bring your attention back to yourself. And to do that though, in a very specific way, which is the second shift, which I will tell you about in a moment. Um, but the first shift is bringing the energy back to yourself and away from the man. This is something that we actually get wrong as a society almost all the time. And most dating coaches also miss this really important point, which is that it's really not about the guy. Like if you spend all of your energy trying to set, trying to guess about what he has going on or trying to manipulate him into chasing you or any of these things, like that's just not where you want to place your energy because we can only influence other people, but we can control ourselves. We have absolute authority and, um, and sovereignty in that way. And a lot of times when we get wrapped up in what it is about the man, we lose sight of our incredible feminine, juicy, luscious essence, the thing that actually attracted him to us in the very beginning. So uh, I have my puppy here. If you see me reaching down, I'm giving her some pets right now. Um, anyway, so yes. So, so focusing back on yourself, A, gives you way more empowerment because it's something you can actually control. And B, allows you to leverage the time after a date to actually feel really good. What I mean by that is when you bring the awareness back to yourself, you can start to notice what went really well. Like, how did I show up in a way that felt really good? Did I stay connected to my body? Did I enjoy myself? Did I laugh? Did I stay connected to my power instead of feeling like I needed to, you know, 
hope and prove that that I was worthy of him seeing, uh, worthy of him. Uh, and so when we come back to ourselves and to owning our power and to being present and to putting the energy back on us instead of man, then we actually have an opportunity to celebrate all the things that went well, to choose to feel really good after a date, and to what I always tell my clients, tend our own garden. What I mean by that is when we tend our own garden, we're nurturing ourselves, we're being loving, we're watering, we're fertilizing, we're planting seeds, we're whipping out the, ripping out the weeds of our old beliefs that aren't serving us. And that's that exact process of tending our garden that is actually really, really attractive to men because it's almost like this energetic sense when we're putting all of our energy on someone, Sometimes they can feel it. It's almost like that phrase, you know, a watch pot never boils. And so if you're waiting to hear back from someone and you're in that state of anxiety or anguish, just tell yourself like, you know what? It's not what I'm supposed to be focusing on right now. Like either I need to be focusing on someone, something else, or, you know, maybe I should be doing something right now different, or maybe it's just be relaxing and resting. Like if he's not contacting you, it's not the right time right now. And so the number one thing you can do to shift out of that anxiety is to tend your own garden and come back to yourself and put the focus on you. And if that freaks you out, if you're like, what am I supposed to do? Like, then you probably need to develop some additional hobbies and friendships and, you know, activities and I'm sure you're busy and professional, but I mean, in addition to your career, things that light you up, it could be a dance class, it could be a painting class, it could be talking to one of your girlfriends, it could be taking a cooking class or reading a great book or getting involved with a performance like an improv class. Like I'm obviously a big fan of classes because it's a great way to meet other people. Um, but it's important that you keep developing yourself and creating connection with yourself so that when you have a date, you have this perspective like, hey, I just spent an hour, a few hours with someone and my life is really amazing. So I have all this rich, juicy stuff to come back to to keep myself not just busy. because It's not about keeping yourself busy while you wait, but to keep yourself feeling really full of love for yourself. So if the second major shift, the second massive shift that is important to make, if you want to make sure that you're getting second and third and fourth dates is to really be in your feminine energy. And there's a lot of talk about like, what is feminine? What is masculine? And we both, we all have both within us. So I have masculine, I have feminine. There's nothing right or wrong with either energy. But if you want to attract a man who's really in his masculine, which means he's a protector, he's a provider, he's got great vision, he's ambitious, he's um, someone that you can really depend on, he's got high integrity, then it's important for you to balance that out by really being in your feminine. Now that means both on the date so that there's this nice chemistry and attraction, but it also means after the date so that let's say he does text you and he just says like, Hey, had a nice time or it was great to meet you. You might be wondering, well, why didn't he ask me out again? Like what's happening next? And we can so easily be pushing our agenda. And I say that because I used to do that all the time. I used to think, well, every text needs to have like an outcome. Like we need to be meeting again, or I need to know what our future plans are. And that's that really delicious and tender place when we've gone out with someone, but we don't know what the future plans are, where we get an opportunity to really, like I said, in the first shift, come back to tender our garden, but also to really find our feminine. So what does it mean to find your feminine? There's a ton of different ways to do it. But one of my favorite ways to do that is through pleasure and not just sexual pleasure, although that can be nice as well, um, but really through doing what feels good in the moment. So if masculine energy is all about planning, goal setting, providing direction, like being disciplined, being determined, feminine is about softness and intuition and enjoying ourselves and the five senses and what feels good in our body. So this might mean something as simple as buying yourself flowers, getting a, you know, a pint of ice cream, uh, walking your dog, 
putting on a really cozy sweater. Like anything that gets you into your five senses will bring you into your feminine. And that's really good to do before the date, during the date, and after the date. And you can let the feminine kind of die down a bit when you go into work and just be your badass self at work. Um, but what I find with most of my clients is the more that they tap into their feminine, the more powerful they actually become at work. It's because they don't actually have to be purely masculine to be successful at work. They just have to be themselves. So the more that they give their, themselves the permission for their feminine to shine, the more they're really in their like Wonder Woman power. And that comes through both with fierce compassion and loving kindness, but also a deep intuition and creativity. And those skills are so needed in most of our jobs and most of our careers, no matter what you're doing. So I went on a tangent there. But what I mean to say is by harnessing your feminine energy before, during and after a date, you create separation in a good way. You create difference between you and this person that you're dating. And that's that separation that actually draws you towards one another. So if there's no separation, if if he left that date feeling like you were his best friend or his sister, like he's not going to ask you out again, because that's not interesting. Like there's no challenge. There's no it's just like, okay. And yes, a lot of men are looking for long-term relationships and they do want someone that they're compatible with and that they get along with. But typically it's about chemistry, at least from the masculine, it's about chemistry first. And then, okay, is there compatibility? Whereas a lot of times for women, it's like, is there compatibility? Like, does he have the same values? Um, you know, does he go to my church? Does he have a good friend group? Like, do I respect his career? And then we look for the chemistry second. Now, that's not always the case, but just keep in mind that if you want the masculine to continue to come closer to you, keep the polarity alive where you're in your feminine and he's in his masculine, or you at least harness and resonate those differences instead of trying to squash the differences. So what this also means is that on the date, you don't need to be like finding everything that you have in common, even though that can be really fun. Like, where did you grow up? Oh, where did you grow up? Oh, well, do you know this person? Or, or I spent a few time, I spent some time there. Like, we can be so hungry and excited for the connection that we try to find all these similarities because we think like that's what's going to make him like us is, you know, I had a similar career to he did and uh, I traveled to the same places. But I, maybe you can even sense as I'm talking about this, it kind of takes like the juice out of it. There's no like dynamic tension. There's no kind of heat or friction or like sexiness to that if you're if you're the exact same person. So it's really, really important to a maintain your femininity and to maintain your difference or, or the differences that make you unique and to let those shine on the date so that the date does not get competitive. Um, so you're not thinking like, well, where did you travel? Where did I travel? And, and feeling like you're one upping each other because that can also really drain the chemistry on a date and drain the sense of polarity is if it's the competition. So another way that you can think about doing this is instead of saying like, where did you travel? And I traveled here and having it feel more intellectual, more heady, more like, uh, oh, sorry, that's my puppy. <laughs> she's, she's leaning into my, um, into my, uh, my computer's on a little stand in front of me. May May? No. <laughs> sorry about that. I wanted to involve her more in my work, but I'm, I need to figure out where to, where to, um, draw the healthy boundaries with her. You're so sweet. Okay. Um, so what I was saying is instead of it being like more of a check the box sort of thing, like, okay, do we have the same interests? Did we go to the same places? Do we have the same values? I want you to vet your date, but I want you to do that like in the second, third, and fourth date. On the first date, I want you to keep some mystery, some intrigue, and ask questions that get to the heart of it. So maybe it's not so much has he traveled the world, it's what gives you the greatest sense of adventure. 
And maybe it's not so much, well, how much money does he make? Maybe it's like, how passionate about, are you about your work? Like, where do you see yourself in the next few years in terms of your expression in the world, in terms of the things that you want to give back to the world, in terms of the experiences you want to have in your life? So there's ways to ask questions that are not emasculating, that are not this competitive vibe or this check the box vibe or this, um, one-upmanship thing. So I, I hope that that resonates with you. And, and maybe you've even had experiences on dates where the conversation was really fast and really exciting, but then it kind of fell flat afterwards. I would slow down, have more emotion, have more connection to your body, and make sure that you're not um, controlling the conversation and also not trying to find so many points of similarity that you lose the, um, that you lose the, the chemistry and the connection. And then the third shift that's really important to make is to just get support. So if you're lone wolfing it and you're going out on these dates and you don't really have any close friends or you don't have anyone who's kind of been through this before and can show you the ropes, it's easy to, to kind of put your foot in your mouth. You know, it's easy to text him all the time or it's easy to just completely withdraw and not text and then get resentful so that when he finally does reach out, you have this like weird energy or this passive aggressive energy. I've seen so much of that happen where we want so badly to hear from someone. And then if they take a little more time, we've kind of put on our walls and, and shut things down a bit. And then they can pick up on that and actually contributes to the hot, cold dynamic. So having support from a mentor, from a tribe of other women that are going through the same thing is so important because it'll give you the the um, like buoy or the the buffer so that you can take your time and not get super anxious and really stay connected to yourself and also because they can provide perspective like sometimes we don't know what normal is all we know is what our girlfriends have told us this is my puppy again leaning into <laughs> leaning into my tower sorry <laughs> no no Mimi. Um, we only know what our girlfriends have told us. We only know maybe like what we've had from our own experience or maybe what our mom has told us. And it doesn't always mean that that's like the right thing that's going on. And of course, every man is different. Every relationship is different. And every one of you are different, but there are some general rules of the road about like how long it takes for a man to get back to you about how you can, um, you know, handle yourself after the date so that you make sure that you're creating an invitation for him to come closer to you instead of any energetic walls or boundaries or on the other side, like too much neediness. So if that's something that you feel like you need more help with, you can, of course, spend more time in this group. We post um, live videos and new content a few times a week. There's so many amazing women in this group that you can connect with and post about your questions and all of that. And if you want to take it to the next level and really understand like what's blocking you specifically from having second, third or fourth dates or what maybe is getting in your way of feeling more grounded and in your feminine and in your pleasure, or if you feel like you've maybe been self-sabotaging when it comes to the dating process, then I would love to offer you a complimentary call with me or with a member of my team. I have another coach that works with me, Kelly Jean, who's amazing. She does the breakthrough sessions as well as I do. And these breakthrough to love sessions are a great way to get clarity on what's been stopping you and also get really clear on what you want and what your vision is. That's part of the feminine actually is, is the creativity and the vision. And uh, I'm going to tell a little story. I'll put that, I'll put the link in the, in the notes link a, a link to book that call but my husband Jason was going through like a weekend retreat with a bunch of guys at this place called Wolf Connection and so they were talking about like wolves and how wolves work and all of that and the truth is that there is an alpha male wolf but there's also an alpha female wolf it's not just the male who's like running the show the alpha female is actually like the matriarch so she's the one if there's like a herd of caribou she goes ahead and like 
figures out, I don't know if she's looking at them sniffing their trail or what she's doing, but she, she figures out like, that's the caribou that I want. And when they're figuring out where they're going to like have their pack stay for a few days, she's the one who picks the location. So she has the vision of what she wants. And then the male wolf, the al male alpha makes it happen. He he gets all the other wolves to hunt down that caribou or he gets all the other wolves to secure the perimeter. So you having a vision for your relationship life is actually very feminine, very important, and will help draw a man to you who's going to create that vision with you and that partnership with you. So I just wanted to share that little analogy because I absolutely love it. And um, yeah, if you're watching this now or later and you have any questions, just write them in the comments. Otherwise, I look forward to being here live in, uh, in another week. Lots of love to you and enjoy the dating process. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love. Because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. That's violetlang.com forward slash talk to sign up for a free Breakthrough to Love call. These are special deep dives only for women who are committed and ready for lasting love. If that's you, book your time now with me or my team.